0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. Yes. Yes, I have a cold. How's it going? Yes, you're right. I do sound different. It happens. But to be honest with you, has not happened in a couple of years. Since before the pandemic, it has not happened. I've not had a illness like this, a cold. I thought I had COVID 900 times, but never like nothing that locked that kind of got hold of me. I got like an old-school cold, old-timey cold right now. But, I mean, I had to figure out whether it was COVID or not, of course, at the beginning. But it, it things synced up. Things worked out. And I got to be honest with you, I'm a little nostalgic for the days when you'd get a cold and you didn't have to wonder whether or not you had a disease, a plague, that if you brought out into the world kill could kill immunocompromised people or old people or unvaccinated people. Though That last category, I don't know. It's a, that's a little harsh, but please understand it was framed as a joke, but yeah, I got a fucking cold old school head stuffy, scratchy voice, throat hurt, sweating in the night. It's been going around. Jennifer Hudson's on the show today uh how do you you know Jennifer Hudson? I mean, she was in the movie Respect with me she was in the she won an Oscar for dream girls. uh she's done a lot of amazing Grammy award winning records. And um, she's a Weight Watchers spokesperson, and I'm not. I'm not uh, belittling that. We talk about it. We we talk about the Weight Watchers. I told her I miss the old timey Weight Watchers. Straight up points, man. I got the. I, I still have my points calculator because I know a lot of you are like Mark, but you were never. You never had a, a weight problem. Fine, but I have an eating disorder, which uh, this one of the symptoms is thinking I have a weight problem. And managing my weight, controlling my food intake was important to me and still is. And the way I learned how to do it was on the old timey Weight Watchers. The, uh, yeah, the, the points, the point calculator. But uh, But she's here and it's exciting. Here's some other stuff. I got more stuff to tell you. If you want your WTF merch delivered before Christmas, this Wednesday, December 8th, is the last day to guarantee shipping by the 24th. Go to PodSwag.com slash WTF or click on the merch tab at WTFPod.com. Also, at WTFPod.com, you can click on the tour page and get links for all of my shows on the This May Be the Last Time tour next year. There's a lot of dates, and there's going to be more coming, and also... Let me remind you, for fuck's sake, make sure you're at the right ticket outlet. Go to the, you know, just go to the links at wtfpod.com tour. I get all these, you know, DMs from people who are like $300 for tickets. It's like, no, that's a scalper site. And they've gotten very clever about drawing you to them. You think you're at the right place and you're not. Do yourself a favor. Just go to wtfpod.com tour. Use those links. So you don't get into that. Like, no, oh, there's no tickets left that aren't nine hundred dollars. I don't charge that much. I'm a I'm a cheap date man. Get, you know, in comparison to some of my peers. Uh, A couple other things. Our friends at the Paris Theater in New York City, who were very nice to host us for a live WTF last month, they're doing a screening of the French Connection in 35mm this Thursday, December 9th. They were inspired to do this based on our talk with Jason Bailey about New York City movies. So if you like that and you're in New York, go watch one of the greatest New York City movies on the big screen. And finally, people. There's a nationwide fundraiser to help raise money for the comedy community. The pandemic knocked a lot of performers off the tracks, and Comedy Gives Back was set up to provide a safety net of medical treatment, financial assistance, and more. This Thursday, December 9th, comedy clubs and venues all across the country are participating in the Comedy Gives Back Laughing for Good initiative. And you can help, too. No matter how big or small, you can make a donation by texting LAUGH to 707070. Got it? And go to Comedy Gives Back to learn more. All right? So that's that. So I got this cold. Yeah, I might have given some people the cold. But here's what happens. So Wednesday, I get a COVID test, like the good kind, the PCR test, because I got to do an event Wednesday night. I'm, I was uh, moderating a panel, a four-year consideration panel. Then the next day, I woke up with a cold, and I tested myself again at home with the antigen test. And I was negative again. So it's definitely just an old-timey cold, but I had to go through some stuff, and I might have given someone a cold uh, moderating that. And I'm sorry, but I felt it was important to be there. Because to be honest with you, even watching that pilot again at the event, Reservation Dogs is, is one of the few truly groundbreaking shows that you know, I, you know I remember seeing in my lifetime. Seriously. I mean, that whole world... And that the, the total lack of representation that uh, indigenous people have in any real kind of humane and human way is is very real. And this is the first time almost any of us have seen it handled so beautifully with humor and uh, sadness and you know, pathos. But it's just it, it, it is groundbreaking because it gives, you know, indigenous people a voice that just never existed before this in mainstream culture, in pop culture. And I just can't, uh, it, it just moves me to fucking tears. Every time I see it, I watch that fucking pilot episode again, and I only saw the last 10 minutes. And I was choked up just because of how beautiful it is that there's this whole world of humanity in our own country that has been marginalized and attempted annihilation through genocide at one point in our history, and now has... At least this one show that is a beautiful and honest representation of that way of life, and it just it moves me and i was I was thrilled to be part of the panel and it was good to see and meet some of those actors good to see sterling again but but needless to say because I've already said it, I got a cold that's where we were going with this, so I've been fighting it for a couple of days, but then I fucking go and you know I, I Am I the asshole? I guess I'm the asshole. I don't want to cancel my comedy spots. I was straight with people. I'm like, I got that cold, and everyone was like, well, you had it, Jezelnik, I had it. Chris Spencer, I had it. I'm like, all right. So it's been going around. But I didn't want to cancel my spots, because people go. People go to see me. Even though it's just a you know 15-minute spot at the comedy store, people are like, I was only in town for a night, and I went to the store, and you canceled. And I, I don't know, why does that bother me? It bothers me. So I go. And I had... Last night, or the night before last, Saturday night, I had two amazing sets where I did a lot of riffing because I was like kind of in a funk and kind of, not really in a funk, but I've, had, I've been having some issues lately and my buddy, Dean Del Rey, fucking called me out publicly. You'll hear it. He called me out and it was emotional and I'll explain it to you in a second. You Do you want to, do you even want to know? I've been a little fucking, you know, a little edgy, angry, talking shit, you know, pushing buttons. You're like I can feel the tone of my stand-up shifting in places, and you know, I was just like pushing everybody away. And so I talked to Dean the other day, and it's on the the Dark Fonzie, which will be on tomorrow. And I just I kind of broke down. You, know, he was like, "Dude, you're you sound like you used to sound." when you started WTF and I'm like, fuck man. And I've known this was going on. I knew I was getting snappy. I knew I was talking shit. You know, I knew I, I was starting to feel like, you know, vindicated and righteous about shit. I was saying about people that's totally unnecessary, kind of snapping out of people feeling, you know, justified in that anger. And the truth be told, like, you know, it, it was concerning me. I knew I had to pull back and I haven't been hung up on this, but it's just a reality. You know, it, it, the unfolding of grief is long and weird. My dad's sick, and my mom's getting older, and, you know, this is just life. But I don't talk to many people about it. You know, and I got, you know, I I went and saw my therapist a couple times, but, like, I can't underestimate the impact of the last year, the tragedy of the last year, for all of us, but I just... You know, I do feel myself closing down. I do feel my heart closing up, and I and I and I can't make an argument for opening it sometimes. And that's crazy because that means like all the good stuff that you get when you open your heart to uh, to people, or just open it to receive things, all that stuff. You shut that out, then all you get is anger, and either you shove that inside of yourself or you fucking push it out into the world. Now, obviously, comedy is a fine place for me to push out anger into the world but even that there's some jokes i'm doing where i'm doing them and the tone of them and the subject matter it's like they make me kind of feel like i want to cry but i think they're hilarious that's the problem you know it's like that same thing i talked about before that my 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 resentment of human beings is is uh, relative and, and equal to my empathy for them and look you know people are garbage and the world is ending happy happy holidays those are the cards I'm having made. But, uh, but it's true. you know. I've got to figure out a way through or back or something. And I think just talking about it with Dean was okay. And talking about it here now is okay. But it's like one of these simple things. Especially if you're in the fucking recovery racket. It's like I'm not going to meetings regularly. I'm not talking to other alcoholics as much as I used to. And I'm stubborn about that. You know, I'm like, look, man, I'm fucking 22 years into this fucking thing. I don't, you know, how much do I need? Like, that's the tone. That's the tone. I'm all right, man. I'm fucking fine. What's your problem? Do you have a problem with me? Is there a problem with me? That's the weird thing is like that tone, you know, in general and bullying too, that tone is like a cry for help of some kind. But my issue is like, you know, I'll push people away to see if I can get them back, but I only let them back so far. I'm sort of emotionally crippled and, you know, kind of accepting and receiving the love properly. So it's like, it's kind of a tough place to be. And, you know, it's now like, when is this going to happen? When am I going to do it? When am I going to fucking, it's not even a matter of manning up or doing the work or whatever. Yeah, like, I feel it right under the surface. You know, when your heart's clenched up, it's always been that way. But I've been like harboring a lot of like resentments and I don't need to be, I'm good. And I've been very judgmental and critical of people and, like, talking shit. And I don't need to. It's not necessary. It kind of feels good, though. Whew. Talking shit's one of my hobbies. Not a great hobby. Okay, you guys, here we go. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Uh, played Aretha Franklin in Respect. I worked with her in that movie. That movie is now available to buy or rent on digital platforms. And it's also available on DVD and Blu-ray. And I was finally able to... Get her over here to talk. And this is me talking to Jennifer Hudson. You knew I played guitar. We used to sit around in the studio. Remember when everyone was playing? Well, you know, you were so in it
1: and everybody was a musician yeah, like
0: everyone's hanging around playing yeah
1: but to see all of these because i want a guitar so how
0: many you got i don't know Yeah, you know, i try to get them for free you, just, you can get them for free just make some calls for real yeah you're you know jennifer hudson you just say jennifer <laughs> hudson <laughs> wants a guitar i somewhere. need a purple one a, a matte purple there you go guitar yeah jennifer hudson wants a prince guitar <laughs> yep yeah <laughs>
1: That's exactly what I get, want.
0: Get she wants a Prince guitar with the symbol. You want the symbol?
1: I want the symbol. No, yeah. uh, well, I could have my own symbol. Yeah. But yeah, I'm it should sure. be purple to represent Prince.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you can get a guitar. I'm yes. I'm absolutely positive. You just decide the brand.
1: What should I go for? Because you're a pro. It's-
0: well, I mean, I you know I play. I mean, you know, the big ones are Fender and Gibson, but there's a lot of little places that'll make you a special guitar. Really? Sure, but they'll they'll take care of you. You know, I mean, maybe that's
1: my Christmas gift to myself.
0: Have you? Do you play? No.
1: I, you know what? I collect instruments in my house. I have a harp. I have an a, organ. a full harp, uh-huh. like a
0: big harp. Yes.
1: I have horns. What
0: can, like what kind of organ? Like a church. Be organ? three. Oh, that's Oregon. good. So you play with it? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: because i like to have things in there that that's yeah. um that represents what i do
0: you yeah, know what i mean yeah, so yeah. Like i have museum. other people
1: come in <laughs> and, and museum play the instruments right. like all the musicians okay bring this to life you Really? Know? yeah
0: so you'll just have people over and go like who can play the harp
1: yeah well nobody really can so i always have to like hire uh, i only harp know one harp player really
0: Jennifer uh, joanne New- joanna newsom okay. look her up She's Joanna a, Newsom. Joanna, Joanna Newsom is a very sort of a creative and out there harp player. But mm-hmm. she's got plays the big harp. Okay. Many records. Many records. Drag I think Drag she City records, records too. A lot of records. Okay,
1: I want to hear that. And it's this. like
0: all harp. Okay. And um, and she she's uh She's married to Andy Samberg, you know, the funny guy from SNL who did the music videos, Andy yeah. Samberg. He's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know faces. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know yeah.
1: names. I'm sorry. So, okay, you got a
0: harp. <laughs> you got the organ. I
1: have the harp organ. I have horns. I have horns. drums. I mean, it's set up, you know, for rehearsals and musicians, and then some of them are on display. What I do not have yeah. yet is a guitar. You can get a couple guitars. So I want to get a purple one.
0: Yeah. Why don't you just get one of Prince's?
1: That would be you think I could?
0: yeah. come on, you're Jennifer Hudson. Where am I get it from though? <laughs> Find out who's got Prince's guitars? Well, they might be very expensive.
1: they have to be,
0: yeah. i just I just assume that someone will just give it to you. If you talk about I try it
1: because if you say I can, if, I can't if you t-
0: I know I know that a company will give you one. Okay. I don't know that you'll be able to get Prince's guitar,
1: okay. Well will they want me to expect me to be able to play. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, no. They'll just be happy to have one. You okay. know how it works, take a picture. And it'll go, Look, I yeah. got a guitar. Okay.
1: It'll go and display in my yeah, house. Hang with it up. All the other instruments that I do not play. The only is, thing I can play on a bit is the piano.
0: Is okay. this is it a, is it a studio with all this stuff? You know what it is? No. It's
1: the Aretha Franklin vocal studio throne room dedicated oh, really? to her. I'm gonna, show, in your house. I'm gonna show you some pictures of it one day.
2: In your house. In my
1: house. That, I is put it in during a pandemic. Says it?
2: Aretha Actually, it's a,
1: it's a marquee at the huh. top it doesn't say Aretha yeah. but I have this huge mural of
2: yeah. her yeah. that I had
1: painted on the wall yeah. and it's dedicated to her yeah. right yeah. and then I have a lot of the keepsakes from the film yeah. like the props and stuff when we were on yeah. set yeah. and it makes up the room oh, and that's then nice. that's why I got the organ when we were on set yeah. doing one of the church things you know the the, the yes. instruments were live Yes. and I fell in love with the organ yes. and so with every project I keep a keepsake and so I was like I'm going to get a B. Hammond 3 organ.
0: Yeah, you got to have one. For my
1: keepsake, or, you know. Yeah. Did you get that respect. one or are you just no, bought a new one? No, not that one. I, I, I had my MD pick me out one.
0: An old one or a new one?
1: It's... I think it's old, but it's really... Yeah. It's, it all sound good, It's right? like brand new. Yeah. Oh my God, like they rebuilt yeah, it and yeah, everything. Yeah, everything, And so all the musicians who come in my house are like, this is the best organ
0: ever. Oh, that's and great. they love it. That's great.
1: And we do all the rehearsals in there and I record in there and everything.
0: It's weird because like all that, all those stuff, all that music that we were playing on all those instruments, it's really like a, it's a style that you like, Uh right? Old style. I love it. Right? With that, just the old grooves.
1: It's so good. Yeah. It's a different vibe, a different feel. You
0: you did a whole record, was it like that? Not yet. Not yet?
1: That now I'm inspired to, Yeah. you know, the project. Playing Aretha and, like, researching her music and her approach and yeah, recording yeah. has inspired me to want to approach my music and my recording process that way. Yeah? So now, like, that's what I want to do. I want to record in my house with live musicians. Do it live.
0: Right, acoustic
1: yeah. sound. Oh, my God. That's what my dream is.
0: What was it? How did you? I mean, how does it work usually? Because I don't do it. But, like, you know, when I look at a record, there's 90 people on the record. Mm-hmm. Producers.
1: Mm-hmm. And half of them, we never meet.
0: Yeah, I yeah. never that? see
1: them like half the time when I'm singing a song like a couple of times. I've done duets. Yeah. When I started singing a duet. I was singing with one person and then by the time it was done, I'm like, oh, who is that on yeah. the record? You know? Yeah. And, you don't,
0: you, and you're just by yourself mm-hmm. most of the time.
1: Yeah. Isn't that sad? Never even, yes. I. And I'm the type of person I like to vibe out. I like yeah. people. I right. like to be in contact and let it breathe in a live way. Yeah. So yeah, that's so fun. I don't, the way we record today feels extremely technical and it's so like, oh my God. It's, it's draining. It like sucks at least the life out of me. I like it when it's live and I can respond to the musicians on the spot and yeah and fill it as we go versus doing something planned i like to surprise myself you right know what i mean yeah or experience something that i don't even know where it's going. right go.
0: yeah. so but so the only time that you really get to do that is in actual live yes performances yes not you know like even when you know i, I tell the story all the time about when we were on the set uh of of respect and it was that christmas party mm. And you were just you just stopped by, and they had that little combo oh, there. Right, they had the little combo from yes. town singing Christmas songs, yes. and everybody's like, "Is Jennifer going to go?" <laughs> and, and 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 everyone's like, "Oh, shit, going to sing it." And you're like, no, "I don't know if I feel like it," but in five minutes you were up there. And do you remember what you sang? It Was like, a- oh. "Now
1: behold the lamb." Yeah. I love that song so much. Grew up in church singing it. High I, school. You're
0: not even singing it; you're just talking about it. I'm starting to choke up.
1: It's, it's <laughs> such a beautiful song. I know, yeah. when, but
0: when you did it like live like that, because I've been in the studio with you doing the the mm-hmm. repeats and the pieces and no whole songs, mm-hmm. and it was just you with musicians uh, live yeah. in a cafeteria doing that song, and it was amazing. Thank you. It was just amazing. You just locked right in.
1: It just it's just it's like it breathes life and. To me, that's my favorite thing to do, just be around live music, live musicians. Yeah. So it, and then it's in a moment. Right. It's nothing planned. That's right. church
0: though, but that's church. So what was that song called?
1: Now Behold the Lamb. Precious Lamb of God, actually. Precious Lamb of God. Yes. And
0: that what is that? A church song? It's a
1: gospel song. Mm-hmm. Kurt okay. Franklin. Okay. I wanna say Kurt Franklin and the family. Yeah. Um that song is from them and it is Tem is the voc- one of the vocalists on the song. I can't remember the other Is it
0: it's not a Christmas song, it's just a gospel song. Or is it a Christmas? It song?
1: services both. Oh yeah, you could sing it every Sunday if you want, sure, and sure. it comes out Christmas as you see. You right, know? So yeah.
0: It's a song you grew up with.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to sing the the it's it's a male and a female on the record. Yeah. And I used to sing that verse that I probably sang that day. Well, actually, I think I sang both of the verses that yeah. day. But I, in a song like that, you gotta get up in there and get in. You should have got you song, Mark. I know but that I- song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's such a good one. I, I only have a few songs like that, and they have nothing to do with God. There's a few songs I love. I love, but they're not God songs. You know, there's a David Bowie song, a Lou Reed song, you know, a couple other ones. <laughs> I just played live with some people uh, for the second time in my life. Really? The guitar. Yeah, I put a band together and sang in front of people. It's very exciting. Oh and I never God. do it, though. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a comic, so I actually... I don't get that scared doing comedy. I don't imagine you get scared singing. Right. But so to actually strap a guitar and go out on a stage, I'm like terrified and nervous and excited and you get all raw and weird. Wow.
1: which Yeah. Did, did you enjoy the film? Will you Love do it, it again?
0: Yeah. I want to do it again. I want to get better at it. Because, oh. like, you know, I imagine when you first started singing, you get choked up. I get choked up. Right. So like I'm tight. You know, I'm on top, you know, I'm thinking too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did you start, though? When did you start that?
1: Well, I didn't start singing with my eyes open until I was 19 years old. What,
0: what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean? I was,
1: I was, I had stage fright and I would, and I didn't, you know, I started singing in church.
0: When you were a kid, though? When I was a kid. So you just stand up there with your eyes closed? Yeah. Uh,
1: or, or I would beg for a solo. And yeah. then when it came time to sing. Be completely terrified to do but you'd it. Still do it. I may not even have shown up for church because I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Because the nurse be- got the best of me.
0: Oh, really? So, yeah. but you do it
1: uh, eventually. But yeah. did you
0: like? So you were hard on yourself. You beat yourself up about it. Or
1: what? I, yeah, to me, and and I still have like a stage fright. Yeah. And now it hits me in the wings of the stage right before I go out. I'm freaking <laughs> out. Like, do I know the words? Oh my god, what if I miss the cue? Oh my god, like I just recently sang Ness in Dorman um, yeah. in in New York. Yeah. For audience, Andre Bocelli was there, and I was like, "Oh my God, I can't go out there and sing this. Song. I don't even know what I'm saying. What, what am I gonna do? This is me freaking out right before it came what? time for me to walk out on the stage." Yeah,
0: what what venue was that?
1: It, oh God, it was at the like, I don't, was the, it Central Park? It was oh, a, huge a huge park saying, gathering yeah, in yeah, New yeah. York.
0: And And when I tell you,
1: Nessun Dorma,
0: it's an Italian. And you're singing in Italian? Yes.
1: And in that moment, I talk myself out of things. I said, girl, you don't know what you're saying. You can't compensate for this. What if you miss a word? It ain't like you can make up something like that is what goes through my mind before I walk out on the stage. And I was I was freaking myself out. And then but soon as I walk on the stage, it's like, oh, this is home.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's home. Right.
1: Yeah. And it just goes away.
0: That's why, it took years for me to get that. What is that? Well, I think eventually, I think like you said, you, you know, you didn't sing with your eyes open to your night. what happens is most of your life as a performer, depending on what kind of person you are, you spend pretending like you're not afraid. Okay. And then one day- you're not afraid because you live up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. that's where you are. That's who you are.
1: It's a scary thing, though. Before. Because I, a- I had gave the song to Bocelli and everything. I was like, let him just sing the song. Mm. I don't know what I thought I was thinking. I should go home.
0: What did you have to do? Train in the Italian?
1: Yes. It took, I did it during the pandemic. I learned the song well, during you the had pandemic. time, huh? Yeah. And that's <laughs> why I chose to do it then because I haven't sing, sang classical music since I was in high school. Yeah. And back then, you had all the time in the world, you right, know? Right, right. So during the pandemic, I was like, this is a, the perfect amount of time for me to be able to invest my time and my energy and really learning the song yeah. it took me two months to learn the song so that's what what i uh that's how i was able to talk myself into the performance i said trust your teachings you did the work yeah just and but see when i think i mess up something
0: yeah if you th- yeah you got so what... i was like
1: don't think about it just 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 let you it go to autopilot
0: you got it yeah Jennifer, you, don't think you, <laughs> yeah yeah you, were, you it was all in there yeah right so when you do it in Italian, do you do you do you make sure you understand the Italian or it doesn't matter? Did you, you look, should. <laughs> um so you in look some at the parts,
1: words. yes. But again, it took two months to learn a song. Yeah. So it's like I gotta get what I can get in the amount of time that I can get it yeah. and go with it as best as I can. Yeah. And then I'll focus on that later. I'll gather it as I go, but I am the kind of person that works down to the last second.
0: And uh how did it land? Good? It landed well. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's so funny. And though.
1: once I got off the stage, I was like, "Y'all have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I may have looked calm and it may have looked easy on the stage. But in my mind, what was happening yeah. and going on? Oh, my God. Freaking I, out.
0: That, I hate that. There's, the, the actor David Harper was so funny. Like I talked to him. He does a lot of stage. He's mm-hmm. a good, he's in Stranger Things. He's a good actor. Wow. But he said he when he's talking about that stage fright, like he's got to do a play. He's, he's about to go on to do a whole play. And he's, he's on stage the entire time for the play. Wow. And he's in the wings waiting to go on. And he has that moment where it's like, somebody give me a script. <gasps> <Somebody give> me... <laughs> it's oh the my same God. feeling.
1: Yes. But we have to psych ourselves out. You know? I
0: guess. I, I, don't, I don't miss that. I haven't felt that in a while. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I guess with the music I did, but I didn't have a lot. It's different when you have a lot at, uh, at stake. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if you're, gonna, if you're in a high profile thing, right. you know, that makes it even worse. Yes. You know? No one's going to give a shit if I miss a, a lyric at the 200 seats <laughs> in Hollywood. Right. You know? So you're just out here doing this, uh, doing press and stuff now? Or you I, I've been
1: doing so many things at the at this point. I don't know. But yes, I missed that I thing last
0: night. Sorry. How was that oh, fun? It
1: was really nice. Yeah. I enjoyed Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. I got to sit and talk to him. And we did an interview together yeah. about Miss Franklin, yeah. which was so cool because they go way back. Sure. He said he, she was his l- longest friend.
0: Right. Their family friend too, yeah. right?
1: She was seven when they first met and she was five
0: wow he's uh like he, some of the best songs smokey yes. robinson i was thinking about him yesterday like oh, yes. uh tracks of my tears oh my god tears of a clown those two are my favorite wow I,
1: uh, well one of mine which i didn't realize he yeah. wrote until last night oh really the way you do the things you do by oh, the really? temptations my mother used to sing that yeah, yeah. to us all the time and i was like oh, wait you wrote that my mother used to sing that to me you know yeah and of course uh my girl oh yeah yeah songs like that like. yeah it's it's golden to me to be able to was talk.
0: That was him. it the first time you talked to him. More? No, it wasn't oh.
1: my first time. But
0: have you sung with him?
1: Yes, uh-huh. we um we talked about that, which I I it, apparently it was eight years ago uh-huh. or six years ago at the yeah, White House yeah. where we sang oh, together. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was telling him then, like I was freaking out, like oh my god, I'm sitting here sitting giving a smoke raps <laughs> and like how, you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I don't d- take those things lightly.
0: How do you think the uh, how's the, the feedback on the movie been?
1: It's been amazing right. like when you're you know playing a legend icon that's treasured like Aretha Franklin it's scary to step into those you yeah, know right. and those and just in that whole lane mm. um, and people can be really picky but yep. I've been really blown away by how well it's yeah. been received because yeah. I, yes, it's exciting to get the role, but then it's like it's one of those freaking out moments. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. what did I do? Yeah, How is it gonna be re- yeah. in yeah. my career? Like, are they gonna receive it? Yeah, All of yeah. those things is going through my mind, but it's been over overwhelmingly beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't know anything about her, right? And you know, even like maybe the true fans or mm-hmm. whatever. And I don't think even as much as the darkness that they got into in the mm-hmm. movie and even in, in knowing there's more right. even i just don't think people had any idea yeah. of that woman's uh you know journey and uh and, and trauma that she went through. that is so true
1: because even for myself i didn't fully know
0: yeah i didn't know anything i mean until i read you know i read the i read the i read the biography and, mm-hmm. uh, and i read the biography of wexler mm-hmm. so like i learned all this stuff and wow. it was like david ritz the david yes. ritz book yes and it's like heavy man it's heavy. And like when I first, when I talk about you in the movie, mm-hmm. and you look at that old stuff, the old footage of Aretha, which you studied, is you start to realize that that woman early on in her public presentation of herself was full on PTSD. Yeah. Full wow. On. Wow. Like, you wow. know, that, that weird flat affect, you know, that before she sort of came into yeah. herself, was ju- she was just shut down. Yes. Right? And I just like I, I mean it was it was hard to understand at first, and I started to realize like that until she got away from Ted, you know she was like you know like PTSD like Stockholm syndrome almost mm-hmm. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like after portraying her, and obviously being able to have a chance to be around her and get to know her it made it make more sense of why she was the way she was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, because at times when I would be around Ms. Franklin, I'm like, well, how's she feeling? Does she know? Like, yeah. hello, do you like me? You know, you never knew where you stood with her. And she wasn't a very expressive person. When she said what she said, she said what she said. But right. Every, she was kind of like, it. now when I think about it, it seems like, I almost feel like a, a shell shock in a way. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah which is understandable Mm -hmm. when you look at the conditions and the situations and from her perspective, Mm -hmm. it makes so much more sense now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Her talent was so uh, specific and so kind of uh, undeniable Mm -hmm. that it's going to come out no matter what, but you know, whatever the vessel that she's in or however she's handling her shit, you know, is is all relative to what she came from. Yes. You know, and and it all makes sense in relation to that. I mean, the way that Forrest whitaker portrayed oh, oh that man it was like menacing <sighs> right man when you were sitting with working with that guy when oh you cuz i didn't i didn't get to do any scenes wow. with him but you're doing you it didn't, didn't no you? no no but like just uh, it must have been heavy
1: oh right? my god i'm just imagining doing a scene with both of you would have been like whoa this is amazing <laughs> but to work with Forrest and to see his approach and the way he uh, channeled yeah CL, yeah yeah to, without words at times, but still giving you the essence of every bit of what, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um CL was, I, I couldn't imagine Just it the, a better. Just the weight
0: of it, man. he yeah. it, it, it was so good. That whole thing was so good. So you still live in Chicago? I do. Like in it?
1: Mm-hmm. Born and raised. I flew here from Chicago.
0: Are you in the city or outside of the city? Well, I'm in
1: Ridge now. Yes, yeah, nice. Uh, I am originally from the city, south side, Inglewood area, born and raised.
0: Yeah, I have no sense. You know, like I, I only know the, I love Chicago. Uh-huh. I mean, I go there and I've grown to like it, okay. you know, because I worked there at times and I've been there several times over the last few years. It's a real city that has its own identity. Right. There's only a few of those really that, that are, are their own thing. But there's a whole, I've only talked to a few people that have grown up there and there's a whole mythology, a dark mythology to Chicago. But, I mean, that was a that was a big, thriving, nice neighborhood at some point, right? Mm-hmm. When you were growing up?
1: Well, yeah, I mean.
0: Or was it rough?
1: For us, I don't know if I ever really knew the difference. I was very sheltered and stayed in with my, yeah? my mother. Yeah. That's why I ended up being the way that I am now, singing and she all took, of that.
0: She protected We were you? in
1: church every. Every day? The week, yes, really? sir.
0: Just for safety? Sunday?
1: <laughs> I, you know what? I guess that was a part of it because my mother used to say, Idle Hands is the devil's workshop. Yeah. And then my grandmother's brother was a pastor of the church.
0: Oh, in town. So yeah. How he, far away in the house front was it? Like, <sighs> you by, you Back to drive? then, when I was
1: younger. We right. lived on 63rd in yeah. Halstead, and the church was on 45th and Greenwood. Yeah. And it's a family church. Okay. And What does that mean? And, well, it, it's, it's made up of family. Oh, so, right, like, right. I'm very family-oriented. Sure, like, sure. The neighborhood church, neighborhood, small family church, small but it wasn't a storefront, yeah, it was like a legit traditional church, Baptist, Baptist, yeah, yep. And my grandmother was a soloist of the church, and she was sickly. Yeah. Well, by the time you know I was yeah. born, so I used to stay in the house with her all the time. Now my yeah. brother and my sister got out, so they could probably tell you about the streets a whole lot more than me. Yeah. Like people didn't even know they had a little sister until you heard me singing. They like, "Who's that in there singing?" Right. We didn't even know you guys had a sister.
0: So was it that your mom was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have to protect this one"? Well, no, <laughs> she
1: did that with all of us. I was just more obedient than the others. <laughs> like yeah, we one wasn't old, allowed. Older brother, to, one older sister. Yes, I'm the baby. Yeah. yeah. So my sister Julia and yeah. my brother who passed. His name was Jason. Uh-huh. Um. They, they, you know, everybody's their own individual, so they did their thing. And then I was the baby that's like, okay, what Julia and Jason did that I shouldn't do? Okay, I won't do that. Right. Um, But, yeah, we grew up in the church all day. My mother was a church secretary. My grandmother was a soloist. But you
0: went to school, too, though. Yes,
1: I went to school. (laughs) And then, yeah, I like to be creative. But, yeah, we grew up in the hood, Southside, Inglewood
0: area. But did it feel dangerous? I I mean, in your mind... No, no,
1: no, because we didn't know we were poor Right. or, uh, you know.
0: And where was the old man?
1: My father? Yeah. Well, my father was a bus driver, so he traveled a lot. He used to drive Greyhound bus. But
0: were they together? No. Yeah. So no. he wasn't around?
1: Not sometimes. Yeah. When he chose to be. Yeah. He was around.
0: And you had a, did you have a relationship with him? No. Did you ever seek one out?
1: When I turned 16. Yeah. I was determined to meet All of my... Because he had a lot of children, siblings. Oh, really? And so when I got old enough to do that, I wanted to go search for them.
0: So you wanted to know your half-brothers and sisters? Yes. That was the uh, intention?
1: My father had 27 children. Stop it. And I'm like the the youngest that we know of.
0: 27 children? Yes.
1: 11 girls, 16 boys.
0: How many women?
1: I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, I don't know. And yes... And his name was Sam.
0: Sam. Mm-hmm. Hudson?
1: No. Oh. My, thank, uh, I would mm-hmm. be Jennifer Simpson.
0: Oh, that's written. Okay.
1: I'm so grateful I'm Jennifer Hudson. Because yeah. I think I would be a whole nother
0: person. You probably would be. Oh, my God. If, what, if you took his name? If, if you were if you, if you, if part of that crew?
1: I think I would be a. I probably wouldn't be sitting here. So
0: you're lucky he was gone. I, in I a think way. so. So did you find all these people, all these siblings?
1: Quite a few. Well, once I became Jennifer Hudson to the world, um, my some of my lost siblings will, went to my father's mother's house mm-hmm. to meet her, and the neighbors started like, "Y'all know who your sister is, right?" <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And they like Jennifer Hudson is your sister. Uh
0: huh. So how'd we, that go? <laughs> <laughs> what What they start coming around for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how those yeah. things
1: go. Yeah. Um, and then. I have a uh, my sister. She'll be so happy to know. Like, oh my God, you mentioned me, Dinah. Yeah, it's one of my oldest sisters. I got to meet her throughout our childhood growing up. This I is half a half sister. Yes, this is one of yeah. my half. My whole siblings. All our names start with a J: Julia, yeah. Jason, Jennifer. Okay. Um, those are you know my mother and my father' kids, and yeah. then my half siblings. So I have tons of half siblings. I have a brother named Lenny, a uh, sister named Dinah.
0: And you like Dinah? Sam. Dinah, you have a relationship with some I, of them. You do. Yeah. Oh okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> their family.
0: I mean, your older sister. My from, oldest. where's yeah. she? She's in Chicago. She's too? in Chicago,
1: and oh, she, she's a bus driver. Really? And hilarious.
0: Like in the Julia city,
1: crazy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You didn't
0: meet her. I may maybe I did.
1: If you did, you would not forget.
0: I don't know if she was down there. Was you she down would, there? You
1: would definitely not. Yeah.
0: Forget. I don't know if she I met did her.
1: not come to the show.
0: Maybe maybe at the premiere.
1: At the premiere, she was definitely. Yeah, at the maybe
0: premiere. I met her for a second
1: you didn't meet her no. if you had a you would be like oh you would have told me i met your sister julia <laughs> yeah and, and i always tell people let me apologize in advance yeah. for what she may say or do
0: why she uh, she's a character
1: she's a character yeah. you you would love her yeah you she drives a bus her. Oh, she drives a school bus. A
0: school bus. Because
1: our father was a bus driver, so she's a yeah, bus driver. That's
0: interesting, isn't it?
1: It's is very interesting.
0: And she, because she, she didn't have a relationship with him either, did she? No. But she knew he was a bus driver. Mm-hmm. So that was. I
1: guess what's in your blood is in your blood. I
0: guess, yeah, maybe it's your. It's a. I know. It's hard to understand. You know? <laughs> it's hard to understand why we do what we do sometimes. I can't imagine that driving a bus is in your blood. <laughs> I, I,
1: and maybe it's the traveling
0: or i you know, maybe it's a way she's good at it too honey. well i mean maybe it's a way of having a relationship you didn't have with the person
1: maybe in a subconscious Connecting in a way
0: in a subconscious way
1: i yeah. i, I could take that I yeah, take yeah. That. now i can only drive up one street well not i only really drive up one street you can't drive but up. i never really wanted to drive i do i'm grateful that my mm. mother made me get a license because i didn't want one
0: you don't like to drive
1: I mean, I yeah. will when I have to, and sure. I have a son, so now I have to drive him around and How stuff old's like that. How that kid? He's
0: twelve. Wow. Seventh grade.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! And he he has a little girlfriend. Oh no, yeah. He'll kill me. Let me shut up. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when you started singing, like, uh, it was mostly in church, and then when when did you start opening your eyes? What job was that? You know what? What.
1: That reality of performing did not hit me until I think I was about the time almost when I was on Idol. I was like, wait, what is this performing stuff? Can I I just sing the song? Because my grandmother was a singer. She used to just teach me, you stand flat foot and sing. And that's that. So to walk into... World of Entertainment. I'm like, what
0: was the first? What, what was that? What was that first journey?
1: Oh, the Disney Wonder cruise ship. What is that? I worked I was Wonder Seven cast um, on a Disney Wonder cruise How ship. How old were you then? I was twenty-two.
0: Okay, so when that, I was on the ship. So that wasn't the first job. No,
1: the first job. Okay, let me take you back. Yeah. Okay. I okay. In high school, I used to sing for everything, and that's when I started to get like.
0: Gigs like musicals in high school and yeah, like, and and out, out you get band gigs or like you know like
1: well our thing was like Walter who's here with yeah, me yeah, yeah we grew up together yeah and so he was determined for the world to hear me sing so by the time we got in high school he was determined for the world to hear me sing so yeah. we would go and do all type of talent shows yeah and it was like guaranteed that I would win right. and we would collect everybody's money like you could get in talent shows for like a thousand dollars or two thousand that's a so lot that of was, money to so a kid
0: was, yeah so you knew you had the gift. And Walter knew you had to give. Yes. And, and you could knock it out.
1: And that was our hustle as a kid. Yeah. And so I would win like it was unanimous, like all the shows, to the point when I went to college and they had it was I went to Kenny King College yeah. after leaving Langston University, but that's another story. And they had a talent show.
0: You went oh, that was the second college you went to?
1: Yes, because I was a homebody of mama's baby. And, and you freaked out. Oh, my God. So
0: the freshman year, you just kind of got depressed. It's giving
1: and- me anxiety just thinking about it. Because I, 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 oh, my God, I was like, what? wait, go away. And I was like, I want to go away with my cousins. And uh, when my, when I could see when they got in the car and left me on the curb, I was like, where are they going? No, I didn't mean, I, I wasn't serious. Uh, and I lasted one semester. I had lost my voice for the climate of the air that I couldn't even speak. Where in. was it? Langston University. Where's that? In Oklahoma. Oh, it was too dry. By homecoming, yeah, it was too dry. Yeah. And so now to this day I keep humidifiers around. Yeah. I couldn't even speak. And I was like, okay, nothing can risk my voice. So I uh, came back to Chicago, went to Kennedy King College. That's so time. funny though,
0: because it's so it's such anxiety. You just didn't want to be there, so your throat shut up. You
1: know what? Yeah. You
0: are probably right. You, you know, you just closed down. You're just like you didn't want to admit it, so you got sick.
1: It was so traumatic. <laughs> Every time I think about, it, I was like, "Why are they getting in this car? Oh. What are they? No, Mama, y'all leaving?" And they had drove me there. And the first time I went to visit there, I flew. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, I can go away." And they drove me to school. Yeah, my mom, my brother, and my sister.
0: Yeah,
1: and left me oh, there. Why would they do that?
0: I, yeah, I felt that like when I, I that that feeling of of homesickness is horrible because you you just feel like um, you don't like you're not. Able to take care of yourself in a way somehow, like you, you don't feel comfortable.
1: Oh my god! Yeah,
0: that they're just not in the next room or, or, or available, too far away.
1: Oh my god! I, I, I just, yeah. I, and then I'm like, why would they do this to me? <laughs> but it wasn't until I left home that yeah. things started to happen for me. You know, right, right? So when Disney came about,
0: but you when you so after you went back to King's College,
1: when I went to Kenny King College, which was literally right down the street from my house. Like, mm. I could walk. It was literally, my house was on 70th and Yale. Yeah. Kenny King was on 69th and Yale. Yeah. Okay. I was not going far. And 82. what were you studying? Well, I was just taking regular general oh, okay. courses. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. music. It was always about music. But, yes. let me tell you. Okay, okay. My first week of school or so, I took music. My teacher was Rufus E. Hill. I miss him dearly. Yeah. And you know, when you go into music class, they make all the students get up and sing. Yeah. And I uh, get up, sing Happy Birthday National Anthem. I don't know, Silent yeah. Night. Yeah. So each student got up and sang. Yeah. And then when I got up to sing, by the time I was done, the teacher was like, wait a minute. Hold on. And he called one of his friends. Yeah. Which was named e She's a huge, broad, like, theater star. E-Fay. Yeah. yeah. Can't think of her last name, but those who know that world would know her. Yeah. And she, he had her there. Yeah. And he was like, you need to come here. this <clears throat> this girl sing. And he had her come in, and I sang, and then she was before I knew it, they started to give me all type of auditions. They was like, "Okay, we want to send you to this theater," and I was nineteen at the time. Yeah. And I went and I auditioned at Marriott Lincolnshire Theater. That was my first real in Chicago? professional job. Yeah, it was yeah. in Link- Lincolnshire, yeah. which is like forty-five minutes to an hour yeah. outside of Chicago. Yeah. And I went in and I sang, and they was like. Okay, you got the job. Yeah, what job it was, I didn't know. Same thing happened with Disney. Walter wanted he wanted he found the audition in the newspaper from Disney for Disney. All we saw was Disney is looking for singers. Yeah, and it was the reason why I agreed to do it because it was two days after my birthday. I had a new dress and I had nowhere to wear it. And I was like, "Fine, I'll do it." Yeah. So I go to the audition in Chicago, not even knowing what I'm really auditioning for. Yeah. And I sing. I think I sang like "I Will Always Love You" song by Whitney Houston. And they was like, um ma'am you're hired okay and they was like do you like to travel I was like sure I love to travel and this and that they were gonna send me to Japan yeah oh my god I would have died yeah thankfully and I was just yes 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 and didn't know what I was agreeing to (laughs) and that's when I ended up on a Disney Wonder Cruise ship and thank god Port Canaveral Florida and that's when everything started to happen but so wait so how
0: long you on the boat for
1: well I did a six-month contract um, so you're
0: on a boat for six months? Yes, yeah, six months. Yeah. And and <laughs>
1: and I was Calliope the hit muse and Hercules yeah. the musical. And
0: are you good on boats?
1: I think so. But ask me, would I do it again now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I get seasick and like, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm paranoid to be out way out on the ocean.
1: No, I loved it. You did? And my ship was in the bow, like right yeah. under the... Captain, I believe. Oh, really? Oh,
0: were you, yeah, where you? So, where that was your room. Yeah, oh, and so I guess.
1: was main cast, so I got to have my own cabin. Most yeah. people had to share a cabin, and it was a great, great experience. And are you
0: considered an, an employee of the boat? Did you guys have to, you yes. know, learn how to?
1: Yes, the wet drills. Say. Oh my God, which was a nightmare because I cannot swim,
0: you, and you I can't? still had to
1: be a deputy leader. Yeah, and they told us we had a wet drill. If you did not pass the wet drill, you couldn't get on the ship.
0: But you can't swim. No, but oh. look. <laughs>
1: I thought the wet drill <laughs> meant they was gonna sprinkle us with some water. Right. Like with some sprinkles, some yeah. hoses or something. Yeah. No, that's not what happened. They put us on this like really high dock and then we were in Castaway Key and we had to jump into the water and they're like it's sharks in the out ocean? there. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It's sharks out, sharks out. there. I can't swim.
0: Did you yeah, that so
1: everybody I was the last one to jump. And then we had to flip the life raft over. Yeah. And I was but I used it as my test. I said, Jennifer. If you can get through this, then you're cut out to go audition for something like American Idol. But if you can't, girl, go home and sit down. So this. I had to do it. <laughs> Luckily, they treated me like the victim. Right. Because they was like, we don't care if you can't dance. We don't care if you can't swim. Long as you get up there and sing like that, Yeah, you got can. the job.
0: So <clears throat> so if you hadn't gotten that boat over, no American Idol.
1: That was my test. I like to, you know, <laughs> yeah, challenge yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So no, sure. I, I would have had to go home like Jennifer home.
0: So, what was it? But what was that theater gig, though, before we move on? Um,
1: right. Big River. Oh, okay. I was Alice's daughter, and I sang the song How Blessed We Are. Oh, okay. And that was my first professional job. And I thought I was really doing something because I was 19. I yeah. was making like $425 a week. Nice. Oh, my God. It was the life.
0: <laughs> so, after Disney, American Idol, it's so weird how many people. Just assume in the back of their head that you won American Idol.
1: No, seventh place. I mean,
0: you really didn't win.
1: No, seventh place, season (laughs) three. And I was a wild card pick. They had sent me home before that. But Randy Jackson picked me. They had a wild card thing so you could bring somebody back out of all the people that were eliminated. And luckily, I was his wild card pick. Yeah. And from there, I placed seventh place and was eliminated again.
0: That's wild. So now that, I imagine that not unlike the disney audition or any audition that you did before you were known Mm -hmm. like you'd get in the room and people be like what the fuck is happening right so what how was that audition
1: um well at the initial audition it was the same reaction yeah but as it went on it dwindles down and i i mean i don't care who you are how good you are you know there's always somebody else that's great too right and i would tell myself well jennifer (laughs) <laughs> you in the top 12 and 30 of a whole bunch of number one. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and that helped put it into perspective. Yeah. But I felt like, you know, I feel as though nothing is just, and it was a, a good teacher and lesson. And and it's more to it, too, you know, in the TV talent shows, because it's a TV show first.
0: Yeah. And I guess also, like, that must have been a, a pretty quick education. And I mean, it's very weird. And I always notice it when I work, you know, that you know, when you're backstage, mm-hmm. That's that's really the life we live. Yes. That, you know, you're just sitting there. There's people sitting around. There's some food. There's a guy <laughs> holding a rope, you know. <laughs> and, yes. And that's like, that's our job. And then we go out there and do the thing. But that, you know, getting to know, right. like being part of that show must have gave you a very crash course yes. in the pace and nature of yes. that type of show business. It was
1: a great teacher. Right. It was like a good boot camp. Yeah. And I saw so many people starting out in the initial auditions and not being able to follow through because they didn't understand freaked out what it was what it entailed what all you had to do what it
0: took what what, what was that in your head
1: oh my god like we never got to sleep you know it was like okay we would have to sit through whatever the day it was uh, the itinerary whatever they had us to do and then after that you would think it would be time to go to bed no you need to work on your song for tomorrow you need to write a song you need to have choreography you need to and people are like wait what because yeah. they don't want to see the the per- person holding the rope behind the stage. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to see the lights and the yeah, glimmer and the right. glitz. That's right. And a lot of people don't have that mindset. But guess what taught me that? Disney. Yeah. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so to see those that didn't have that worth ethic or that mindset to know, like, and I'm like, okay, what well, we need to do? Yeah. You know, it showed those who were willing to work for it versus those who just wanted to stand in the lights.
0: And I think that's what, I mean, you know, even the lifeboat thing. That it, and even like Liesl, you know, tells a story about how, you know, the repetition mm-hmm. of of doing the work, the emotional work uh, and singing on respect and that she had thought that, you know, you, you, would, you know, you were done, wow. but she needed one more take and you were just you just did it huh. and you can just kind of lock in and do the work that I think your work ethic wow. and being able to continue giving is something that's, you know, carried you through and stays with you, right?
1: Thank you. Definitely.
0: But does it, do you find that, because I, you know, I, I think when people think about American Idol, and, and I don't watch it, but I think when people <laughs> think about it, and I have nothing against no, it. It's I all don't. very moving. But I think that there's a lot of one trick ponies out there. There's a lot of people that got a trick and they do the trick, right. but that's all that they got. Right. And and I think that there's an assumption around people who, who make it in talent shows that that's a lot of that's most of it. Yeah. And then every once in a while, this amazing talent comes through. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that you don't ever really fake it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you're capable of doing that. So how do you do you ever get totally exhausted? I mean, like when you were doing Respect, were there times where you like I because I remember when we were shooting the stuff in the church, you needed a minute. Mm-hmm. So you got to I mean, you do feel it.
1: Oh, I ain't got no choice but to fill it. But that's right. what gets, that's what I, I mean, that's what my job is yeah. to fill it.
0: And that, yeah, but it's also, I guess you must, it must be natural to you because in a sense, how, like, cause you come out of winning seventh on American Idol. And how does it, how does the dream girl thing happen?
1: You know what? That happened two years after Idol.
0: So what were you doing in the interim?
1: <laughs> I. Recording? Yes, I was. I moved back to Florida with my Disney director who became my manager.
0: You moved to Florida? Yes. You were living in Florida?
1: Yeah. My son, Florida is a huge part of my life actually. Yes. Because that's where we, uh, where- uh, That's where the boat was? That's where the ship is. Yeah. That is where Disney traditions is. We trained in Toronto, Canada.
0: Wait, Disney traditions, that's like the... Uh, this. The, that's the, the training grounds the, oh, okay. to
1: teach you the Starting Disney sh- etiquette scene. It's
0: almost like Scientology. I'm still a Disney not- product.
1: Most people don't know that unless you're on the television, <laughs> <laughs> like the Disney channel, the Disney shows. But Disney is what helped give me my start. It's interesting. So, yeah, I was... on Because literally, literally, at first of all, imagine crying, been on that ship for six months like I miss home. And then the day I finally got off the ship, the next day I flew to Atlanta, Georgia, in auditioned for American Idol,
0: so you were dug in with disney there There was part of you that must have you did you think like this is the life uh, this is no. this is no. no no but you were you were you I, I love doing in.
1: things for the experience uh-huh. and even down to Idol, I said, i'm gonna do it for the experience, and but tell I me think- about this
0: Disney thing. that's where you met the guy, the father, of your kid.
1: No, no. Oh, oh God, no. Oh. My son wasn't born to say. I thought he won my Oscar, so that was about another ten years oh. later.
0: So when, so the manager guy.
1: Yes, the, yeah. my, my um, Disney director became my manager because he was just such an advocate for my talent, and he, he used help? to pull me aside like, "This is a rare talent to yeah. so even come through the ships." You know the reaction of the people who would come. I every now and, so and then I still. So he's a good him. guy. He's a great guy.
0: Still your Ed guy. Ed Willow.
1: Still- Ed Willow. He was my manager for a while, and him and his friend gave me a production deal. Okay, and I started recording in Florida. In Florida,
0: after you got done with that first, after dialogue. I
1: was off of Idol, and the, everybody was like, "Where did Jennifer Hudson go?" Uh-huh. You know, and that's when they were writing Florida.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, uh, Orlando, Florida, to wow. be exact. Um, everybody was writing articles like, Where, Where's Jennifer Hudson? Because uh-huh. they were saying Jennifer Hudson for Effie White. And yeah. I'm like, Who is Effie White? Uh-huh. Now, I knew the music from Dream Girls, but yeah. I didn't know the story or the character names. Yeah. So I'm like, What is everybody talking about? Right. But no one could find me. <laughs> but I, I'm the I'm kind as long as I'm doing what I love
0: yeah that manager wasn't good at that point
1: because uh, <laughs> he came from a whole nother world sure. you know what I mean yeah. so luckily my cousin Marita Hudson who's a plebiscist that mm. I work with a lot and she's quite known mm. they were able to track me down through her
0: <laughs> she's in Florida Where and they like
1: contacted that? her because her name is Marita Hudson Yeah, and I'm um, Jennifer Hudson yeah. and she was like oh yeah that's my cousin yeah and that's how the whole Dreamgirls thing came
0: about. See, because the reason I bring that up is that, you know, for you to figure out, you know, how to infuse the music and, and, and an established m- musical with the emotions and acting chops to, mm-hmm. to kind of like, without, seemingly without a lot of training, you you just, you naturally have to show up for everything. You're I not love a-
1: that, just say that. No, I've never had singing mm-hmm. lessons or acting. Yeah. Uh, for, um... Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, because you just are, you know, your your heart's out front, you know, you because you, you can't. Well, I think the point I was trying to make is you, you don't know how to fake it, really.
1: I'd like to be it. I, yeah. I always say I don't act, I react. I yeah. can't act at all, to be honest. But I was, no one can tell you how you feel in a situation. Mm. So it's like, OK, well, yes, I may be here in in someone else's path. Yeah, but it's me who's experiencing
0: it. You that's know what right. I mean? Yeah. So
1: I like to try to live in that moment and, and
0: just that's a, react. And that's acting. Is that, that I mean, acting? That's the nature of it.
1: Okay. <laughs> I but see the thing for me, yeah. like I grew up as a music fan. Yeah. So I always dreamt to being on uh, at the Grammys and performing in stages like that. So when the Oscar, that whole thing came up for Dreamgirls, it was Jamie Foxx. Actually, he was the one on set. He's like. She she made she, she gonna win an Oscar for this and then he's like but the craziest thing is she has no clue what's going on and I didn't <laughs> I had no idea so once I got to the Oscars yeah I I, I that was forget watching it that was my first time like imagine your first time watching the Oscars you're there and you're
0: nominated yeah
1: that's it's what crazy. it was for me like huh what's this that's but,
0: pr- that's probably the best way for it to happen. Because then at least you're not, you don't get cynical, you don't get all jaded, you don't get trained to do a thing, you know, like, you know, like, you certainly weren't doing what you're doing now, you know, for this movie, you you, you were just sort of like, what?
1: Right. (laughs) But that's, that's what's cool about this time around is because I now have a sense of like what everything means and what it is and. All of that because back then I didn't have a clue. All I wanted to do was get my lines right yeah. and and make Bill Condon proud because he gave me this opportunity. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so, sir, I want to make you proud because you 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 gave me this opportunity. And now,
0: <laughs> when when you look at the your career in terms of like after that after the acting and the, you know the uh, the Oscar and American Idol and then sort of moving on to other movies and TV projects and stuff, did you feel? that your music was, you know, out front as much as you wanted it to be? Like were you concerned? Did you did you feel like I need a hit record? You know, what you know, what, what?
1: I still need a hit record. <laughs> I have I have I have and I'm telling you, but it's technically effies and yeah. you know what I mean? Although I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And I have spotlight. Yeah. But the thing is when you win an Oscar and especially with the start that I had, um, you're catapulted to a whole nother space yeah. and it's like, you may not be there and experiencing ready for it. Right. To like yeah, yeah, I was headlining yeah. a tour yeah. and I said, I had a $19 mic stand in the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't have the catalog to right. support it, but everybody was there to see me and it's like, Oh, can I live this again? Because now I have more of a sense and I, I I'm obviously far more experienced. Sure to draw from because i'm like i don't even know what this is
0: well at that time yeah it's it's weird when you when there's a lot of momentum and the other spotlight and there's people that are like let's make some money so exactly (laughs) so then you're like okay i want to make the money and then you realize like well i mean but that's just natural and and it doesn't seem like it seems like everyone still loves you like if you were going to go out and do a whole new set Right, you know, with a few wreathes. I'm grateful tunes. I still get to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, in and you do. Oh, you were running around doing the voice for a while. Yes, that I did the cra-
1: voice US and voice UK back and forth. Oh my god, yes. That's Ooh, crazy. the jet lag. Oh yeah. my god, but I, yeah.
0: And the Weight Watchers. Thing. Weight Watchers. You that was a long time you did that.
1: That. Uh, well, I, I started a week after I had my son, so that was 12 years yeah. ago. And I was preparing for the film Winnie that I did. Right. And I had to, I needed to lose weight for that character. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I might as well make money doing it. And then I saw all the weight loss campaigns, you know. I love Weight Watchers. I love it too.
0: I liked it back in the day, though. Yeah. I like the points. Me I don't too. know what the fuck it is now.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. What? You, you know, you're funny, but you, <laughs> hey, you said what you said. saying. <laughs> Then I'm gonna let you say it, nah.
0: Because like I just like because uh, you know I'm just a little nuts with weight and mm-hmm. like and I got about 20 over, 15 over, and I went to I was like the, I was the asshole at the meetings, the skinny guy, the skinny guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I lost two this week, and just like you know, sad, mad, obese people like, what do you get out of here? Get out of here! Yeah. But it was working for me, yes. and I I like the control <laughs> element. Right. I like counting the points. I like figuring out yes. how many zero point foods can I eat today if I if I can find 50. One point foods, you know, like I, I did, I loved it. I, I'm a comic. I had a lot a lot of time during the day. I love so if this. I could just chart out my food.
1: You're going to re inspire me. Oh,
0: I still have the old books with the little, you know, the little, yeah. the, the, what do you call it, to figure out the fiber versus the, <gasps> <Right>. what, <laughs> the, okay. little, the little slide rule thing. That's
1: not true. Yeah, I have it. You're a real one. <laughs> wow. I remember when I was doing Weight Watches, I yeah. would have like, Weight Watchers people just popping out of nowhere like yeah. I'm Weight Watchers yeah, and yeah. I'd be like oh, okay <laughs> it will be everybody but I was I loved the experience and it ended up being bigger yeah. than the film that yeah. I
0: did really yeah <laughs> which which one was that which it was,
1: I, I played Winnie Mandela
0: oh that's right okay
1: in South Africa yeah yeah and, yeah
0: yeah the weight Watchers was bigger than and the And weight watchers
1: movie. honey came over and took all of that over
0: yeah but you did a lot of movies like you, you know I uh, I don't I, we don't need to talk about cats I don't know how you feel about cats but you know what yeah I'm
1: proud of everything I do
0: no it was I thought it was cute I, there's something I didn't watch the whole movie but uh-huh. there were there it seems like there were bits and pieces that were ridiculous and it seems like in my mind that whoever conceived of it it, it would it's a misconception but it made it must have made sense why wouldn't it you know but but i i guess it was just a thing it's like may, maybe when there's just costumes you know people sort of like know what's going on but when you make humans look like real cats it's too weird he,
1: i i think it was because cats yeah i still try to wrap my brain around it i think yeah. it was just too much for everybody to take in all at once yeah. We had the, the the special effects, then, like you said, humans yeah. as cats, then the saturated with the arts. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. Because even for us as actors, we was like, okay, wait, what, so, what are we doing?
0: Yeah. It's a, How are we doing and this? You, and there was no way you could know. It's almost like in the same way that you were talking about recording early on where you're just in by yourself and then it goes away and then it becomes part of this huge thing. Yeah. I imagine that a lot of cats, you're like, you have no idea how that's going to look. No. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're know, you dancing around in, <laughs> with a tail. Right. And
1: <laughs> well, actually, did I have a tail when we were
0: shooting? I don't remember.
1: You know, so it was like know. a lot of it was imaginative and using your imagination, but that is where my cats came from. And the best gift I have from it, I have Macavity and Grizabella because uh. I was Grizabella in cats. Yeah, yeah. And Macavie, who's the villain. So I have a sphinx cat for McCavity and a tabby cat for grizabella
0: yeah that's what i got that's the orange cat tabby
1: you didn't even know the name of your. Cat. <laughs> but yeah so yeah. that's where my cats came from oh. yeah but i was i couldn't believe it i was like oh wait i get to be grizabella yeah. and sing yeah. memory oh. it was an interesting experience and i just loved doing things for the experience and those tears were real tears yeah that's what i'm like do you know the emotion that yeah. went in that and then what i my heart goes out to is the dancers yeah. they put in so much work yeah they really truly did and it's like i just wish they could have got more credit for well i work. think
0: that i think like it's, it's weird like be, with tiktok and everything i think dancers are having their time right now you're right <laughs> i've never seen one i didn't dancing think about it life. like that <laughs> like if I, I turn on my phone i'm like is everyone dancing <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> did, okay you know what i mean like, it's like I, I, all these people that wanted to be dancers. I always thought, like, how many jobs are there for dancers? Right. Well, are you going to go to Vegas? Are you going to go? What are you going to be a Rockette? Yeah. How many dancer jobs are there? But now with TikTok, it's like everyone's dancing, I guess. Yeah.
1: But I, I don't guess think they're making right. a lot of
0: money. But I mean, there's a, there's, I definitely follow a couple of dancers because I think when things are terrible, like back in the day <laughs> during, like in the Depression and stuff, that's uh-huh. when musicals were very popular. That there's something about watching people dance wow. that, that, that that lifts the spirit.
1: Interesting. Well
0: yeah. So now what you want a Grammy for oh the color purple soundtrack? I
1: went for my first album. Right. And Color Purple soundtrack, and I also have an honorary Grammy as well. So, oh, really? So does that mean I have three or two?
0: I don't know. What's an honorary one? How Well, that when work? they
1: invite you and they say, we want to honor you and give you oh, that's a nice. Grammy. So I feel like that's just as prestigious, no?
0: Sure, of right? course. And more so. It's, it's it's like, yeah, that's for everything. That's just for
1: me. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> so it's like- yeah. Technically, I have three Grammys.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, a couple of questions that, like, because when we were talking about Aretha, now you you knew her, mm-hmm. like, how much time did you spent with her? What? Like, um, we
1: long? well, we spent a lot of not a lot of time, but I would see her on and off yeah. because. Somehow I got to tribute this woman. I don't know how many times in my career she would always say she would want me to do it. She loved I, you. Yeah, I guess so. But at the time I didn't know it. Yeah, Like yeah. I'm like she likes me. Um, and then also leading up to her last days, like because we've been in talks about me playing her mm. since I won the Oscar for Dreamgirls. Uh huh. That was our first meeting was 15 years ago huh. in New York. And yeah. a fun fact that a lot I don't talk about much. Um, when I was eliminated from American Idol, she did a show in Maryville, Indiana. Hmm. And she allowed me to open up for that show. Oh wow. And normally they said she would only have comedians. Oh yeah. But she said that I could open up for her. So that was the first time I got to meet her.
0: That that shows a a fairly sort of like grounded ego to you know what I mean? That (laughs) you know what I mean? To for uh for somebody to have a, a singer, you know, one of the great yeah. singers have a great singer. Because like that, even that scene in the movie with Dinah Washington right. in the bar, right? That, that would be the situation. Wow. But, you know, but she was gracious enough. She to, was. Yeah. She was.
1: So then I got to, I got to meet her mm-hmm. that day. Then I got to watch her perform and I got to open up for her. That's so great. that was our first meeting. And then. It's it's such a huge time span, so every time I talk about it, it's like, okay, where do I start? Yeah. Um. Then after that, after I won the Oscar for Dreamgirls, yeah. we met in New York. Mm. I just was in Detroit recently, and her uh, people were there, and I went to her childhood church, and her security guy was like, I was there when you met her, mm. and it was at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And yeah. I was like, you were there. Because yeah. things like that seemed like, was I dreaming? Right. So he verified where it was. And that's when we had our first meeting about me playing her. Okay, Um, And then so we would keep in touch from there. And then through my career. Oh, my God. It's so many performances of me paying tribute to her. So in the back of my mind, I was always thinking about it as my audition.
0: And she check in. Yes. She would check in. So
1: then it wasn't until like eight years after that when I was on Broadway where she called me. I was off that day. And she's like, I've made my decision. (laughs) <laughs> and it is you who I want to play me. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And she said, don't tell a soul. I yeah. said, no, ma'am, I won't say a uh, thing. Yeah. And then the next day, she went and told it to the press herself. Oh, yeah. But she didn't. She said, I didn't. The young lady knows who she is, but I, I'm, I'm not going to give you her name at this time. And then eight years later, here we are oh, with the wild. film. That's so I, the, I talked to her. We would speak weekly. Uh, we hear from her. Sometimes she would call. Sometimes she would get me and Walter mixed up and be texting him instead of me. And
0: yeah. Or some, you know, yeah.
1: she would be there. And yeah. she was always so present. Like she knew everything that was going on with my son. And I'm oh. like, you know that. She would say a lot of things that I didn't realize she was speaking from her life experiences mm. until we were filming. And I'm yeah. like, no, she was really speaking from her own experiences, yeah. you know, sure. in the midst of preparing to get together to teach me about her to play her you know mm, what I mean yeah and I lastly spoke to her literally I feel like I was one of the last people to talk to her before oh, wow. she passed oh, wow. she called me August 8th I want to say and that call I didn't realize it was the last call and right after that because we were in conversation and I was sending her pictures of my son and I never heard back mm. and then the next day there's like she's in hospice and no longer comes to I was like I just uh. talked to her like, literally, she sang on that call.
0: Oh, really? What'd she sing?
1: She sang an Isley Brothers song. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. And she's like, now, nah, Jennifer, that's the Isley Brothers. I say, yes, ma'am, I know. <laughs> and then she told me what she had eaten, uh-huh. which is as if she could taste it in yeah. that call. So that was the last time I got to wow. hear from her.
0: Wow. Well. So, when looking back on, on you know, the process of making the movie and then also your relationship with her, now, when you're working with that, when you got to step into this and you know the whole story of her and you've got your own tragedy, and trauma Mm -hmm. you know terrible i mean i can't even imagine how you you move through life Mm -hmm. carrying that Mm
2: -hmm. uh
0: with your with your mom and your brother and your nephew and uh, were you able in any way to to process any of that in approaching aretha's trauma i mean in a conscious way or no
1: it's just there it's just there it's there you don't need to get in and to me that is the thing uh, the reason of why she said jennifer played me It wasn't until the scene when Aretha Mother comes to her and I'm in that scene and it hit me in that moment. I said, she saw so much more in me that I guess we related in that I didn't realize was there.
0: You think after uh, the tragedy that she connected deeper?
1: Maybe because we did have a conversation long before the tragedy, but I don't think I would have been able to or ready to be able to tell her story in such an unexplainable way with as much depth yeah. without my own life experiences and that that's everything you know what I mean like had we filmed the movie when we first had the conversation I, I don't think I would have been ready you know but having life happen life experiences happen I have to say I could relate to her and right. people keep asking like okay how did you channel the trauma so much and it's like we all have trauma no matter if it's the same trauma or not you know what i mean so it's like it's it's so at least for me it still needs to come from a real because everything i do is from the heart and this is why i keep telling everybody it's from the heart yeah. and i don't think it would be fair to her to tell her tragedies or her triumphs of her story especially being so attached to her Mm. if I didn't come from the same place.
0: Sure. And and how? what was your process of of processing all that grief and horror? I mean, did did you just – was it church? Did you talk to people? How did you do it?
1: Well, faith. And that's another way where we parallel, Mm. you know, um, is her faith that got her through, and it is mine that gets me through. And I feel – I always say the greatest gift my mother and my grandmother gave us was giving us to Christ, Mm. you know, so – it it prepares you in a way. And my mother used to say, God never allows anything to sneak up on his children. Hmm. You know, um, so having those teachings and yeah. that foundation, yeah, I think that's what carried her through and is what carries me through. And that's another thing that I feel she saw that I didn't necessarily think about or even have time to think about in, in relation to her until, you know, yeah. in those moments.
0: But you never had a, a crisis of faith like she did, right?
1: No, not really. Yeah. No.
0: That's an interesting thing about that movie is that, you know, when you come up like she did and the co- the complicated relationship with her father, in that, you know, when you feel like your faith is left, right. like that's a very specific thing that I don't think everybody can relate to. But when you have it
1: mm. right.
0: and, and it's challenged, like how do you even go on living in a way? Right,
1: right. <clears throat> well, always so you have no choice but to go on and what, being a person who has suffered tragedy. Yeah. Um, it just shows like people can't relate until it is you, mm. and I'm here to tell you it could be anybody okay. at yeah. any given time. And it's it's like one minute, one minute I was a, a a a child with a mother, and in the blink of an eye, and I was a an aunt. And in the blink of an eye, I was a mother with a child without a mother. Mm. What? Yeah. Even when my son says "Titi," sometimes I say "Huh." Because mm. in a flash of a second, one moment I was an aunt, I was T.T. Mm-hmm. And the next second I was a mother. Mm. And it, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I know that we have no choice but to go on. Yeah. And to me, that's the power in Miss Franklin's story yeah. is because too often we think things don't happen to people yeah. like that. Yeah. So when it has and you see them still prevail, it's a testimony and a testament to say, well, you can still make it too.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. That, I mean, you know, cause I, I lost uh, someone I loved over the pandemic and you know, it, it is, it does something to the way you see life.
1: Mm. Oh yes.
0: You know, it, it definitely grounds you in something where you realize like this can happen and it does every day to, so many people, it really whether does. it's, whether it's tragedy or not. Yeah. And we don't live in a culture that really processes, you know, death or tragedy. Right. Everyone just wants to keep moving on. Right. You have to, but you also have to be like, okay.
1: Right. Wait. You have to find your, your way. Right. Get to, your heart straight. To deal with you know it's no right or wrong way no of course you know and it's a process that doesn't always go away or uh, or end you know
0: it never does but you but you know you can't like the jews which i am one of say you know may may their memory be a blessing Mm. right yes that's it yes yeah yep nice talking to you you too there you go jennifer hudson Respect the movie, now available to buy or rent on digital platforms, and it's also available on DVD and Blu ray. Now I'll play my Stratocaster for you. La Fonda, cat angels everywhere. Yeah, I got a cold. Yeah, I got a cold. It's just a cold. It's not COVID. It's just a cold. You're not going to get it from listening.